0: One two three, pull up a loser. Pull up a loser. We're talking to you. I'm a pull-up loser. Thanks for listening to Palapalooza Episode 155 I'm glad to see things Opening back up No more straight to jail Right away We've got OC Sellout Fest Coming up May 22nd We're working on a Palapalooza Presents show More details to come So be sure to follow us On social media Subscribe to our YouTube channel We have video of All of our amazing Acoustic performances On our YouTube channel Including this episode With Bright West This episode is is hosted by Bart Mendoza. He's a San Diego-based music journalist, a frontman of his own projects, Manual Scan, True Stories. Bart's the man. Thank you for guest hosting this episode. Along with Bart is our good friend Spike Mike. He's the singer of Spice Pistols. Spike Mike, Bart Mendoza, thank you guys for hosting. If you're interested in hosting a Palapalooza episode, feel free to hit us up. Without further ado, Bright West with Bart Mendoza and Spike Mike. Stand up some t- Timber, but my house ain't much. I stoked the
1: cinder, but they're cold to the touch. I heard your voice and didn't know the sound caught a in of tangled branches, and
2: I can't get down. I held my hand up. We're rolling, okay. Well, I'm Bart Mendoza, a San Diego-based journalist, and I am here with the former Malachi Henry and the Lights.
3: M- Malachi Henry. Malachi that, Henry, okay. Which yeah. is why there's a new...
2: Which is why there's a new name. Yeah. Right. I'm also joined by uh, the illustrious Spike Mike, bassist for the Spice Pistol. Say hello, Spike.
4: Peace, love, and fishnets. Thank you. Okay, I, he's British all of a sudden. Okay, that's, uh, that's interesting. I don't know how that happened. So,
2: um, okay, well, let's get right into it. Uh, you guys have a, a new name. Why is that? What's the new name? The new name is Bright West,
3: and a part of part of that decision was was exactly what what just happened uh, a second ago. Is uh, it, it was always a it was always a long name that people couldn't spell, say, or remember. And it was a name that I put together a long time ago, before this core group of band members. When it was just me, and uh, I just needed a name to to put onto a record that I had put out, and uh, and so uh, there were a couple of events that happened uh, to to get that particular name uh, at the time. But I just didn't think about it like a lot of bands. You just like, oh, this will do. Nobody else has this particular name and uh and it, it it served us well for a long time but but when you would talk to people and they they'd be you know genuinely enthusiastic about like what's your band name and you'd say the band name and you could Literally, watch the color fade out of their face, yeah. and all that enthusiasm would be gone. That happened at the beach like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. it happened. Somebody in asked Scotland. about the
5: band. And I told him he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'll look that
2: up." <laughs> <laughs> well, I just yeah, yeah. with the name, the, the pronunciation I got was because, and I'm probably misremembering, but there was a uh, race team. I think on Happy Days that was the Malachi Brothers. Oh, ah, so, uh, so that's uh, that. Okay. I think for older people that may You're be right. part of what's going yeah. on. There. Uh, yeah. So, um, where did the, na- the original name come from?
3: It, it was a uh, my wife and I. Uh, we lived in in Charlotte, North Carolina for uh, so we. I, I'm from California, and I as you kind of remember too. Back in the day, I played in and around the county for a decade. We moved to North Carolina for almost that same amount of time. And while we were there we volunteered at a a transitional homeless shelter for women and and their families uh, where the hosts stay the night uh, uh, to help out there and so there was a little boy we met whose name was Malachi and uh, he just at that time he just really he was maybe five and it just struck me how uh, how joyful he was in the midst of him being homeless and And that probably was attributed to his mom, kind of shielding him from that. And he was just, just his joy and innocence and just being a little kid. And so that really stuck with me. And, and, uh, so I named the band kind of in honor of, of that, of him. Uh, and then the, the word Henry is from, from the folktale John Henry, which always was something that I loved growing up. And, and, uh, it was such a, a cool story. If you know, you'll listeners will have to go back and read that but um uh and then the lights was taken from a gospel group i'm a huge gospel music fan uh i have an lp at home there's a a a group out of baltimore i I believe they were called the holy lights and uh so i just tagged on that so that's that's the the kind of long and short of that that name you know it all had a certain meaning to it at that time so
2: okay and you're from central california originally right? yeah wow okay exeter i believe is that yeah what okay. is
3: that and that may be on the internet somewhere I don't it know. is it okay is. Yeah, right.
2: like that now yeah i've been calling your relatives for a couple of days yeah, so you I was get, like, getting, <laughs> getting the scoop getting uh-huh. the real scoop yeah so what brought you to san diego in the first place
3: uh well years ago i i floated around i lived in san luis obispo for a long time and um um in in my late teens early 20s and had a blues band there and and then uh moved to la um to get into film and and uh uh at the the time i i was thinking about becoming an actor trying to to get into acting and that that just was really tough i got into production and that was cool and worked on worked on the very first bachelor very first season of the bachelor anyone hello and uh joe millionaire okay because reality tv was huge at that time this was like early 2000s uh and so i lived in in la kept playing blues at that time and then uh our good friend nathan james uh, knew that I wasn't happy being in L.A. and, and uh, called me up and said, hey, you know, I, we can probably get some gigs here in San Diego really easily. And I just started playing with Nathan doing duo acoustic, country blues, roots music, folk music stuff with him. And so we started doing that more. And then he found a person that he knew who needed a roommate in Carlsbad. And uh, and the rest is history. that I was in and around the area for ten years.
2: Okay, well, let me uh, dovetail just a little bit on sure. all this kind of stuff. So the original version, the previous band, uh, how many members were in that band of
3: Malachi Henry yeah, and the yeah. lights? There was
2: six, S- six to start with. Six, six. Yeah. Okay, and you've reduced down to a trio.
3: Yeah, uh, part of that is, and that was that's all very very recent uh, within the last few days. Um, and part of that was just a series of events that I think that was triggered by COVID. You know, we, as you guys did too, everybody saw like every venue closed down and, and, um, studios closing and all this stuff. And, and at the time I didn't feel very comfortable continuing with five to six guys in a room unmasked. We, we have some family members who, who uh, you know we needed to kind of look out for a little bit more, and uh, and so it just that that kind of kept snowballing, and and, uh, and then also I had another child uh, in that time. You guys had another child. <laughs> he has a kid going off to college, and and so it just got to be a, a lot for the thought of getting back into a, a studio again, and rehearsing and getting like, you know, getting all this preparation going and not really having a lot of venues to, to do it in. And, um, and we saw so much of our me- momentum. We were that kind of band that was on the cusp of, of really starting to get our wheels going. We weren't and you, you know, we weren't big, we weren't just starting out, but, um, we had booked some LA shows we played a sold out show opening for um neil francis at the moroccan lounge in in la and and had another la show followed followed not long after that and um i think we had a belly up show in between those two and uh so things were looking very good until you know until the coronavirus started coming in and and then and and then with kids it just it's a lot to try to rehearse 5 to 6 Guys,
2: Well, it's certainly true um, <laughs> that the general public doesn't realize how much it goes into a basic performance. Right. I mean, they just yeah. you get on stage, plug in, that's and right. you go. Right. But that's the culmination of months, if not years, of sure. actual hard work, yeah, sure. you know, generally not appreciated by our families, right? right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, so now these two gentlemen have been yeah. with you the whole time, right? Pretty much,
3: yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin was the first guy that I talked to when we moved back to, to California on the moving truck he was helping unload the moving truck and i said hey you know the reason we moved back was to start this band and to kind of get my music career back up and running do you want to do it and he was like yeah what like this is great you know and kevin and i have known each other for years and kevin's helped on sessions that you know kevin did a lot of recording engineer on his own engineering on his own and and uh uh and played on the first album uh, that I put out, the first Malachi Henry and the Lights album. Um, But I did that with a a different band. Uh, Mavis Staples' band is on that one. And Kevin played acoustic guitar on one of the songs and helped with some of the assistant engineering and some of the photography. And and so we've always kind of talked about, like, if it ever happens, this is what's going to... And then uh, a drummer that we had at the time, Marty Dodson, who plays in and around the county a lot, we needed a, we needed something extra to kind of help back up Kevin on guitar and uh and that's when our friend Marty was like do you know Scott Smart <laughs> and so this is Scott Smart and and uh and I was like I know of Scott Smart but he wasn't in the in the area when I was here the last time and 10 years had passed and Scott had suddenly been playing all over San Diego and so when I called you it was like yeah, I've been looking for something new to do <laughs> You
5: were playing blues at the time and Yeah, I didn't have to get back to you <laughs> Yeah, right. right. It's <laughs> I just was like, actually driving up the 5 to San Clemente That's right, yeah Across right. Pendleton, And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Right. I'm in I'm in, let's do it Let's that's do right. it we, we were
3: all kind of looking for something new to do You know, so Scott, who influences you with your playing? Who's, part,
5: you? I would say 50s and 60s blues players um, Magic Sam Otis Rush Okay The mostly. good stuff yeah, yeah, from there But I started off in high school Obviously listening in like Hendrix and classic rocks. My dad was a classic rock guy. So,
2: yeah, I like to say I'm so old that, uh, when I was a kid, classic rock hadn't been
6: written yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 and Kevin, how about you? Uh, you know, what are your influences? Well, uh, anywhere from the Smiths to you 2 Bob Dylan, Neil Young, a true cross section, Elliot Smith. Oh. I, 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 very cross section. Uh, they, they came from the blues world. I, which I believe all music came from, but at least here on, in, in, in the, on the West. But, um, but, but, in terms of me being an influence for what we're doing now wow, we are we're all over the map i mean it's i think that's one of the even more difficult than pronouncing the old band name is just describing what genre we're in and 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 well wh- i mean
2: right off the bat so having
6: listened to your music a lot over the last few days in particular
2: um, definitely the soulful element comes out i mean you've got a great voice i mean it's just it's really really solid um, what I mean, why soul, say, as opposed to bluegrass or whatever? What was it that drew you into that music? You want to start? Soul music? Yeah, just soul. What you guys are playing, basically, is, is, to my ears, R&B soul. It's a new modern take on it, but that's what it is.
5: Yeah, yeah I think coming from blues, you really come from a place of um, music that feels good, like it has a feeling behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we got together, I think that just comes out from from listening to a lot of older blues music and gospel and R&B, Aretha Franklin, a lot of old soul. Um, That stuff just comes out. It's it's more of that, that backbeat, that feel. You know, that feeling where it's not just square cut around, you know. What do you what, think, Kevin? Oh, go ahead,
6: yeah. sir. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I definitely take my lead from Ben, and he's always, you know, sending us links to, hey, check out this this band from the 50s and 60s, and check out the background vocals and the gospel, the roots in it, and it's, it's definitely become an influence for us, um, you know, but I'm nowhere near as well-versed as they are in, in the blues and in the, in the gospel world. Uh, I, I think I bring more of a, a modern, or, or even uh, potentially vintage now, but the 80s realm of um some of that that twist and flavor of delays and echoes things that were obviously used in the blues but but i think um even more so even more produced sounding that of what we're li- used to listening to in the 80s and i've brought some of that element to to the band i think at least i absolutely. hope yeah absolutely, <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Well, you know, we've talked about where the band came from, right? So what is where are you heading to now? Obviously, there's been a bit of a pause for everyone, right? So I'm, I'm really thinking that a lot of people are going to regret not using this time off more creatively. Have you guys been writing and doing things like that? I, I think that was the, the motivation
3: behind... The, the band name change uh, was a long time coming, but I think that was the final driver... in in changing all of it was we have this time, we're not doing anything. Let's, let's go back to the drawing board a little bit and, and, uh, and work out some other stuff. My, my whole goal, even from the start of it was to try to bridge roots music, like soul and gospel music with modern elements like electronics and samples. And, and that's nothing new. Everybody's people have done that for years. Um, uh, look at uh, Moby um, or, St. Germain, bands like that from early 2000s who were sampling old blues people and old gospel. And, um, but uh, I, I think there with there's just a lot of opportunity, I think, for that kind of music. And I, I think so with this new band name, I think we're pushing that even farther. All of us, especially Scott, has gotten w- way more into electronic music than I think we ever have before. And so we're never going to abandon our roots as as far as American roots music and soul and gospel. I think that'll. I don't know how to sing any other way, really. Um, Scott has really experimented with guitar a lot more. I think um, I've experimented with how I sing and write a lot more than I ever used to. And so I think with the the new name with Bright West, you're going to s- still have those elements of. Of roots. We're going to sample a lot of uh, stuff. Um, uh, we're going to be using um, a lot of like I'm a huge Staple Singers fan, and and uh, so we'll be using some of their stuff, I think, here and there, and some some of their covers. But then add elec- a lot of the electronic music to it. Now that we're a three piece,
2: so it's kind of inevitable that we'll be going that direction. So sounds good. Well, how do you feel about the
6: San Diego music scene at this point? Hmm. Well Growing up here in San Diego, I mean it's definitely something you're proud of right you're, you, you, This is a it's it's a vibe. It's a feeling it's a lifestyle. It's a family It's a family and and you know, you see these guys in the lineup You see guys like Mike Palm and Agent Orange at the skate park and it's just it's this massive community Because we're such an outdoor active community and and, and town and city And so the music to me is just another element of it whether you're an artist, whether you're a musician, whether you're a skateboarder, a bicyclist, surfer, it's just one element. And you end up meeting all these people in the circle that then you realize, oh, we have these other things in common as well. So th- that's what I've enjoyed about the local music scene. Yeah, the camar- sure. good camaraderie as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's not a lot of competition here like there is in other towns. And right. I mm. always it's feel it's because we're... Kind of in the corner. You can't do anything <laughs> west. You can't do anything south. So we've been isolated yeah, for yeah. a long time. So I think that that's worked out in our favor a bit. Um, I'm going to mention right now because I know Troy mentioned uh, brought it up as well about the music awards that are coming up on oh, August yeah. 24th. Yeah. Have you guys ever been?
3: What, we have. Have you been? I have. Yeah. 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 I I won an award with Nathan James. I think in maybe 2005. Yeah, uh, this
2: year's the 30th anniversary. Yeah, yeah that's wow. Wow. That's that's pretty wild. So we're hoping to yeah. put together a really. Uh, special program with guests, although that hasn't been uh, announced yet. Um, Nominees are going to be named May 2nd. Okay, uh, cool. The event itself is going to be August 24th at Humphreys. Oh, wow. The, the outdoor stage, not the little, right, right, yeah. right, not, right. not the bar. I, I remember um, the bar too. Yeah, yeah. the bar too. It's no, <laughs> a, a fun place to play, you know, so I'm hoping that people will be uh, coming out in droves. I think they will. I yeah. think it's, it's it's the big event. And all the money, of course, goes to the Sandy Music Foundation yeah, to cool. put guitars in local schools and kind of feed the program. We're bringing up new yeah. young musicians. So, so I hope awesome. to see you guys there. Yeah. So I think Troy's happy now we've mentioned that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys have done interviews before. What haven't you been asked that you wish somebody would have asked you? Is that is that crickets? Yeah. <laughs> crickets? I, oh, <laughs> well, who writes your music? Who 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 writes your songs? Uh, is it all Ben?
3: Yeah,
6: so far. Yeah. But that may change yeah. with
3: this new configuration. And yeah.
6: Um, yeah, Ben. Ben usually he 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 pens out the lyrics, and I mean, he's definitely a lyricist and, and a, a a poet, right? And and so he he will pen out lyrics and then usually form some type of a melody to it and that's what gets sent out to us sometimes it's accompanied by a beat or a hook of some sorts but usually it's just a melody like hey i've been thinking about this guy's and and he's humming or whistling or something in the background on top of these amazing lyrics and so things just start falling together once we collaboratively take a stab at at yeah, really figure out the arrangements exactly like out the that
2: collaborative that's awesome yeah yeah um scott let me ask you I mean, music has gotten tougher. I mean, it's, it, it was never easy to be a musician, although that was certainly a visual that people got from watching America's Got Talent, et cetera. But what motivates you to keep making music at this
5: point? I just got to do it. It's just... You're a lifer. Was, yeah, lifer. No matter yeah. what, I'm going to do it. If the whole world closes down tomorrow, i am be on my computer with my headphones on, messing with stuff. You yeah. know, it's just, okay. Is that the I'm same with the, do uh, you guys?
6: Definitely, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I, I I remember being a kid, just staring at my parents' vinyl collection and a turntable, and l- w- f- learning how to pull vinyls out and put them on, and watching the needle, you know, play, and then flipping it to the B side. And it was just an incredible experience. And visually speaking, oh, as well, course, yeah. you would have these amazing fold-out vinyl records, you know, of sometimes two, three panels that would open up. Isaac and Hayes. You could just get lost in it as a kid, and then you start adding up what you're hearing sonically and you're going, okay, how, what is a band? How did they form? Who came up with the artwork? Who recorded this? And, and as you grow older, you realize, Hey, they're just normal humans yeah. that are getting together creatively. And then you get even older and you realize they're not, because <laughs> if they were, everybody would be doing this well, very that's well. That's true. There's, you know? yeah,
2: that, so like that, the, that's
6: a good point. You definitely. Know, um,
2: for me, I it's, uh, it was simply, all of that is true. I remember listening to the uh, radio in my dad's car and, Figuring out that there's harmonies. Like, yeah. whoa, that was yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, things like that. But really, it came down to uh, being just a t- 10 years old or less and seeing A Hard Day's Night on TV. Oh, wow. Right. And great movie. I recommend it to everybody. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. But the concert scene at the end, after you watch that, if you want to be a musician, how could you ever want to be anything else? Right, right. <laughs> absolutely. It's like, yeah. it just stunning, stunning, stunning. So that, that was me. Yo, so that's huge. Okay, yeah. How about you, Spike? What what uh, what brought you into be a musician?
4: Well, um, to say it short and simple, I want to be the center of the universe. <laughs> you know? and so then I had to learn what it was about music that I yeah, liked. Yeah, and I and. So, like, the first step in that was to try to be the most flailing, crazy guitarist because I knew I couldn't sing, you know, and there was no hope in that, right? So, hasn't stopped a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and and, like, I played guitar for ten years, and I hit a bunch of plateaus, and I and I couldn't really get over them. I didn't have the level of commitment necessary, and then I went to a um, audition for a hair metal band you know, mind you, this is 1982, you know, the, the, the age of spandex and Aquanet, and I was dead in the middle of it. And uh, I show up with my Flying V and a bottle of Jack, and we all drink the Jack, and we played some music, and they go, dude, you're great, we love you, but we need a bass player. Go get a bass and come back in two weeks. <laughs> and I went and grabbed this old beater, inch and a half high action, uh, violin, bass, and um, I started plunking around on it and I started listening to music differently. And what happened was I came to understand that what I really loved about music was the beat and the melody. And that's when I became a true musician and began to actually play music instead of just an ego wobbling around trying to be something he wasn't. Yeah, I heard that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But again, it's not stopped a
2: it lot
6: of it, people. It has its place, right? Yeah, it has yeah. its place, yes. Those, those things. <laughs> but there's, much, there's a deeper level, and, yes. and you, and you connect yeah, it on well, that. Yeah, well,
4: you guys play soul. And that's when I, you know, I had grown up on Ray Charles and, and you know, that kind of soul music that you feel in your heart, but I never understood why it affected me until I started playing bass and I started creating melody lines of my own on the bass guitar. Until you're listening to James Jamerson and Duck Dunn. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Then you just crawl under the table and go, "I'm not worthy."
3: You know? that's why I love it. Yeah, it's walk, those two guys. You
2: can walk around Nam for an hour and get really depressed, right. I mean, No matter how good you are, you're gonna. It's, it's gonna be some guy in the booth yeah. next door, even yeah. better. So, um, well, where are you guys heading next? Do you guys have a, a new album coming out? Anything like that? And more recordings? What do we got? So
3: we 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 went into the studio two years ago. And uh, tracked five, five or six songs, and then is, uh, just
2: to interrupt you, is y- the thief on something yet?
3: Yeah, that was going to be okay. Um, and we we got done with that in the studio, and it just didn't, it just wasn't quite, quite there. So we we have shelved it, and we're going to save it probably for. Uh, what we do with this trio. It's a good song.
1: I can see the shadow stretching way out in front of me. If I turn the corner, turn the to walk the floor inside the cage, get down on my knees and pray good
3: Lord. Yeah, and it, I recorded it once before with the first album in a in more of a really stripped-down almost acoustic way uh with the band i did on the on the first album um but it wasn't anything that i was really that thrilled about at that time i loved playing with that band and i loved what they did with it Mm -hmm. it's mavis staples's band i mean how could you not but um uh but it wasn't i i there was something about the way I had written it and the way that I had kind of directed how I wanted it done at that time. And then when we got together and we kind of retooled it, I really, it really changed it. So now they're, they're basically like two different songs. And so uh, we're, we're going to kind of hold on to it for a second. Yeah, the
2: version I heard uh, definitely gave a Temptations vibe. I mean, it really okay. it, it yep. reminded me a lot of Ball of Confusion, not in a negative yeah, like yeah, yep. too much way, but it had that kind of vibe yeah. to it. So I thought yeah. it was excellent, excellent. So anyway, you were saying more about the new album that so, yeah, that song so we, may show up on.
3: Yeah, so we're going to have an EP. Uh, it's a four-song EP that we're coming out with um, uh, hopefully soon. We're just working on the arrangement of where we want the songs to fit. On the record uh, it'll be called breakers which is um one of the songs uh on on that record too and, and it's it is it has a soulful vibe because of just the way i sing and the way we play but it's it's really we kind of joke about how vibey it, it can be and it really fits into the into the southern california san diego county uh feeling um yeah. So it uh, there's a couple on there that's really yeah, really fit into that. When
2: do you think the album might be
3: out? I'm hoping in the next month or two. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. yeah it's mixed. It's also it's Yeah, it's continue. mixed. It's it's yeah. mastered. We're just kind of putting the finishing touches What's on it. What's the title?
2: It. Breakers. Breakers.
3: Yeah, and it'll have the new band name. It'll have the Bright West band name. We just decided let's just do it. Kind of you made mention of it, you know, of, of bands like not regretting not taking the opportunity during COVID, and i think uh in the same way we're kind of saying you know this was a long time coming with this new band name let's just change it let's put it on the new album um so the old old band i say old i mean it this was the band that was current up until just a a little while ago but uh, all those guys will still be represented on that um which I'm very proud of the work that we all did on it. it it's great. And they're, and they're all North County, mostly North County guys, I, I guess. All of us are from North, North County.
2: Um, Scott grew up in Point Loma, though, so so he's the only. Point Loma High? Yeah, I went to Point Loma High. Yeah, that's, uh, he's a local boy. That's one of the major music schools. I mean, that so many famous, uh, world-famous musicians came out of there. It's just amazing. Yeah, John Guerin. I don't know if I know John Guerin. Yeah, when I graduated know. high
5: school, the band was slightly stupid. They, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. John
2: Guerin yeah. is the most recorded drummer in history, I believe. Oh, it's wow. It's Hir- Hir- Hal Blaine, I believe. Okay. But
5: John Guerin is best
2: known as the drummer on the Hawaii Five O theme. Got it. Okay. And among cool. many hundreds of other records he nice. played on. Nice. So yeah, okay. the cool. High. It's really weird how certain schools, a lot of people come out of them that are in certain things. In the fifties, a lot of jazz players came out of uh, Point Loma and San Diego High. Oddly wow. enough, you know, La Jolla had a lot of uh, heavy metal guys. You know, rap. Yeah. Those kinds of people. Crazy. Out of La Jolla. Yeah. I oh, went to La Jolla. Mind blowing. Yeah. So um, anyway, be that as it may, to continue more on this wonderful album that's coming out.
3: Yeah, hopefully in the next couple months we'll get it get it out. Um, uh, we don't. Re- we're not playing anywhere to be was- able to to push it. So it's all going to be electronic, digital release Social at this media. point. Social media release, and and uh, which is fu- it's fine. I think we've come to a place with the three of us now that it's it's hard to get out to a show. It's and if there are shows, it, um, there aren't very many of them. So I think we're going to kind of just let the album do its thing and keep working on.
5: Our thing and and um, and let this virus play out a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. we got we got little babies at home. There's so. been
2: there's been talk of reopening around June 15th, and I've been hearing from people, hey, let's have a big festival show June 16th. And I'm more along the lines of, let us wait a little while. Let's wait. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, mean no rush. Let's just let yeah, this pass. Yeah, we got things to do. And there's, there's some there's,
3: variants out there. Some mutations are you know, rearing well, their ugly well, heads. Beyond <laughs> beyond
2: that, let other people figure out what the fencing is and what the you know what you need to come in and all the little nitty gritty stuff like that. You know, I'm an I'm in manual scan. We're not playing until September. Oh, you know, yeah, so that, yeah. Yeah, we're going to wait a yeah. while and just kind of, like, let it ride. There's also the thing, too, that not only is it a problem for some bands have members that don't want to play, some of the public doesn't want to come out. Right. And so there's, I think it's a really wise thing to wait a little bit. And, yeah.
3: And if you can, if you're a band that can get out there. And oh, by, by all means. You know, I, I am so happy. A couple of our guys, our are, are, are bass player and, and drummer, they're playing with um a, a, a couple of, great bands now one one is uh, ashley hollander from north county and and uh, it, i'm thrilled that they're able to to keep working and and getting this it's just for us it's not something that's really high on that list at this moment yeah, it until will things be get figured eventually because well, yeah, yeah, we yeah. love being on stage
2: but. honestly i'm kind of i'm 58 um <laughs> And I'm thinking that this summer into next year is going to be like I was 21 again. Yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be so much stuff going on, so yeah. many people that want to go out and do things. Yeah. Plus, I also think it's going to be a boon for local bands yeah. or area bands because there's no international touring. No, True. That kind of so that of leveled
5: out the playing field a yeah. little bit. That,
2: that takes 40% of the who you would normally be going to see out. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if people want to go out... You know, I'm hoping the things like Wonderfront happen this year, but we do have the music awards, Comic-Con is coming back in smaller style but still coming back. The race tracks up, you know, the Delmar Fair is going to happen, smaller again, but it, all these things are happening so I'm seeing real positive things, you know. I'm hoping that it holds true for original music cuz certainly the party bands, sure. You know, you can go out to Grand Ole barbecue right now and have a great old time, you know, <laughs> but original music's a
3: little bit yeah, more, right? Yeah. It's a, so, it takes a little Little diff- different approach for that yeah. kind of thing. Well, let
2: me ask you: uh, speaking of party bands, how do you guys pick a cover to do? You've mentioned a few things.
3: Well, I, I think from coming out of that that blues and old gospel world, it's it's really easy to to pick covers that are are well known. In that especially in the in that blues scene, and that's. That's one reason I, I wanted to try something different with doing more original music, because I'd played blues for a long time. I love blues music um, and, and American roots music, but I, I really wanted to stretch my legs when it came to songwriting. and and uh, But a lot of what we do are, are covers. And so at that time, when I would play with Nathan and even playing with Scott and some of the other the other guys in around the area, we would choose the most obscure covers we could um, because we wanted to. It's like, everybody's heard that one once, you know? So I think the same rule kind of applies with, with the covers for our upcoming stuff is, is uh, I'm a, again, I'm a huge gospel music fan and uh, I kind of search in the weeds for those songs if, if I can, because especially with that older gospel music, it's not very popular not too many people have listened to it on a regular basis we sample on on the first album we sampled a lot of um old like 50s sermons and and gospel choirs and and things like that and um and so i'm a, a big fan of mavis staples and um and so a, a lot of those covers i think are going to come from them i kind of base a lot of my music on what you know on the Staples singers i toured with mavis a couple of years ago for the summer and and so it was a it was a big impact. And so it, I start kind of there, like what what Staples singers song would work with us, uh, and then you know obscure, keeping it obscure. You know, I mean,
2: you brought up you, you toured with Mavis Staples. You, did you open any of the shows with Dylan, or did you anything like that? That
3: was before I, I I that was right before I joined. So one I did I went as a backup singer. Okay, I was hired as a as a backup singer. Who was um, on that
5: Red Rocks one?
3: Uh, that was Donnie. Donnie was still on that one. So um, Donnie, their current guy, their current backup singer, who's been with Mavis forever, um, uh, he was taking a little break for the summer. Uh, and they and they called me. So uh, Rick Holmstrom is, is their band leader and, and guitarist. And I've known Rick uh, from playing blues in L.A. and in San Diego for years. And um, and so uh, I asked him to... to kind of produced that record and then when the time came years later when donnie was taking a break he pitched my name to the group and uh, which is completely intimidating i mean donnie i can imagine donnie you know <laughs> yeah. his name is donnie gerard and he played with the band uh wow um skylark in the 70s and okay, I 80s that. wildflowers yeah. i think was their big hit. Yep. And, but he's just got this amazing voice and uh so they've they picked me uh I think I, I i say this uh Rick would probably laugh about it. They picked me because they knew me, they knew I would show up on time and be professional, and I could sing a little bit, you know and and they all got they knew I would be someone they could get along with, you know that wouldn't cause a lot of trouble in the band so so two summers ago, Donnie, yeah it, I mean seriously it's a big deal and um so Donnie took about six to eight weeks off. And I stepped in and toured um, in the states uh, with them. Did some really great festivals uh, that you know would didn't think I would ever. Outside Lands was one of them in San Francisco, Pitchfork in Chicago, and that's an experience when you go and play a festival in Mavis Staples' hometown. That's a that's a big deal. Beatles you know? in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's it was awesome. So it's an experience that I will never forget. I'm grateful. To them, that they even, that my name even got whispered in that company, and I may have been last on the list, and I'm okay with that. Like, all the other people couldn't do it, and they're like, "Well, we've got Ben left," you know. But, you,
2: um, you got in the door. That's what's yeah, important. Uh,
3: so I'm, I'm grateful for them, to them for, for that opportunity, and uh, it was amazing. I mean, it's made, she's one of my musical
6: idols. Oh, she's. So. she's
3: so a musical it's, goddess, really. Yeah, really. yeah it's, mean, it's absolutely. Yeah, to so yeah, hear.
6: Oh, go, ahead, go well, ahead. We were all thrilled. I mean, how could you be sad or mad that our band is on hiatus while? <laughs> well, Bob <yeah>. touring a famous <laughs> <it's like, laughs> Yeah, you, you have to <laughs> step away from we, that. We were so stoked for him, <laughs> yeah. and it was just we knew it was going to be a life changing experience, and that he would come back with that experience that would bring a new level of of whatever you call Well, plus it, to it us. makes your circle wider. You know, just it really does. It, it really. really it,
3: it, I met some amazing people. I got to kind of get reacquainted with with Rick and Jeff Termas and Stephen Hodges and and uh, and then their other background singer Sandra Williams has become a just a really close personal friend of mine now she really was a mentor to me in that space Um, my first they wanted my first experience they wanted me there for their show at Red Rocks and and they said, you may have to get up and sing. We don't know yet. We don't know if Donnie's going to be at that one or not. And I was like, oh, my first show with Mavis is going to be at Red Rocks. Great, thank you. <laughs> and luckily it wasn't. They were opening up for Nora Jones that night. And so they wanted me there to just kind of watch the show. And and, uh, and then after that, Sandra says, so how you know, she's getting to know me. And she says, how many uh, backup, you know, background vocal gigs have you had, you know, up until this point? And I was like, none. This is my first. And she was like... Okay, well <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. And then from that point on we we've become really great friends.
2: She is amazing. So That's excellent. Yeah. Wow. So well, Anyhow, well, I could go on, guys. I think I think we fit the end here. Yeah. So you have a new album called Breakers. Breakers. The yep. band name is
3: Bright West. I just, it still feels weird coming out of my mouth like that, Bright West.
2: So Bright West Breakers, a new album coming out uh, later on this summer or towards the summer. Hopefully, I'm I'm sure it's going to be a nominee for the San Diego Music Awards. Oh, I'm
6: sure next it's next gonna... year.
2: So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, but we're also going to be looking forward to the band playing a couple of songs coming yes. up here. So I'm yeah really looking forward to. That a uh, gentleman thank you so much for coming out yeah. today it's been a great interview i cannot wait thank to you. hear more thank from you, you guys ben I, i'll say it again fantastic voice thank you, you and know, that means a lot thank to all you. your listeners out there be sure to check these guys out thank you you're gonna be you're gonna love it yeah thank you guys yeah we're grateful thank you Send
1: up some timber but my house ain't much i stoked the cinders but they're cold to the touch i heard your voice didn't know the sound, called a
2: Hi, this is Bart Mendoza, local music journalist, writer for Music Scene SD, and so much more. We're here at Palapalooza, and I want to present to you a brand new band, Bright West.
1: Shake me like a stone, tumbling and rolling in the waves alone. Sometimes under breakers rough and wild, or under full easy tides, and the church bells tolling out across the sea. Heights drifting in my window right on time. You took up the burden that was weighing down on me Laying close, talking low, trying to get some sleep Oh, it's your love that took me from the roots up to the branches And your love that shook me to my friend There's a fire moving fast, the reflections in
5: eyes And it's your love that
1: lit the flame And da 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 da, da, da 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 da, da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. And it's twenty miles over the bridge across Lake Pontchartrain, and lightning touched the surface of the water, and it, it began, began to rain. And I heard a story once about a baby being born out here in the dead of winter. Man, that's the craziest, craziest thing. thing. And I pray. Lord's got some tender mercies left for me Maybe I'm the one who's being born out here today Right into the middle of the storm out here Trying to make it in the New Orleans Oh, it's your love that took me from the roots up to the branches And your love that shook me to my friend. There's a fire moving fast The reflections in eyes And it's your love that lit the flame It's your love that took me From the roots up to the branches And your love that shook me to my frame There's a fire moving fast The reflections in eyes And it's your love that lit the flame Da-da-da-da-da-da 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 Your love has shaped me like a stone Tumbling and rolling in the waves alone Sometimes under breakers rough and wild Under full moon easy time On the full moon is it tied, is it time? On the full moon is it time? Is it time? On the full moon, is it time? Is it time? On the full moon is it time?
0: man yeah sounds great man
3: thank you guys thank you
1: Some timber, but my house ain't much I stoked the cinders, but they're cold to the touch. I heard your voice, but I didn't know the sound Caught up in the tangled branches, and I can't get down I held my hand up, blocking out the sun I drank from your cup and then I passed it on. I broke the bread and I kept the bigger half. When I get home, there ain't no way they're going to kill the fatty calf. I can see the shadows stretching away well out in front of me. If I turn the corner, turn the page Walk the floor inside the cage Get down on my knees and pray, pray, pray the Lord Will you pay my way back home? They drove the nail just like a railroad spike I bought a ticket for the end of the And Don't you worry about me, and don't you cry. A cool a drink of water gonna ease my mind. Hey. Everybody said I had it coming. Some folks said that they always knew. Hold on tight to the hem of your garment. and Lord, please take me along with you. Please take me along with you i
3: bright west um you can check us out uh on instagram we just changed our name to bright west formerly malachi henry and the lights my name is ben hernandez uh this is kevin spencer on guitar and scott smart on guitar thank you to palapalooza for having us today we very much appreciate it thanks troy
1: set up some timber but my house ain't much I stoked to cinders But they're cold to the touch I heard your voice And didn't know the sound Caught a in of tangled branches And I can't getting down I held my hand up Blocking out the sun I drank from your cup And then I passed it on I broke the bread And kept the bigger half when I get home, there ain't no way to kill a and calf. I can see the shadows stretching way out in front of me. If I turn the corner, turn the page, walk the floor inside the cage, get down on my knees and